Jessica, and this is ATC Presents Debake Rambles, where a couple of friends review Korean dramas. And today I am joined by my very special friends, Naz and Ori, from the Soul Sisters Podcast. Hey! <laughs> oh my god, I am Yay. so excited for you guys to finally be on the podcast. I guessed it on your pod not too long ago for the business proposal episode, and that was so yes. much fun. So it fun. It feels like a long time coming. Like you guys were meant to be on this podcast too as guests, <laughs> guest hosts. I adore you guys. Definitely check them out if you haven't already, guys. They're amazing. Um, I think if just in case people don't know like who you guys are, do you want to give like an intro and like what's like your K- favorite K drama genres or yeah. like your favorite K drama? If you guys want to yes. do that, okay. Yes. Naz, okay. you want me to take a stab and you fill in? <laughs> yep, you go go for it. <laughs> So me and Nez, uh, our long story short, we fell in love with BTS separately. Somehow or another, Nez randomly messaged me. Me and her knew each other from church. Long story. Um, we started <laughs> going, talking about BTS and then Nez was like, do you watch K-dramas? And I was like, yeah, I guess. Um, and by that time, um, my first K-drama was My Whole Love. I watched that. Um, don't remember it. It's a running joke <laughs> on our podcast. I, I don't remember it. <laughs> Um, But yeah, so me and her kind of bonded over our love for K-dramas. And then a year later, we're like, oh, all of these K-dramas, we listen to ATC. We listen to um, a lot of different of the K-drama community. And we were like, well, why don't we do a a podcast? And me and Nez for a couple months kept saying that. And nobody ever... (laughs) Nobody ever did anything. Um, We didn't think we were serious. Yeah. So almost, you know, two years from that conversation where podcast left but yes my first one was my holo love first k drama don't remember it but we'll be rewatching. okay soon. but my hollow mm-hmm. love is is good that's a good really good k drama that's what they tell me i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> Damn. okay okay <laughs> yeah you would think that she didn't watch the show at all like you would think like True. she has no memory of it at all and i'm like why don't you remember this person, this scene? She's like, nope. I got no nothing. recollection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, Naz. <laughs> yes. Um, so my first K-drama was Romance is a Bonus Book. Ah. Um, that's where I got introduced to Lee Jong-suk. So he's yeah. like a special place in my heart because of that show. But yeah, that was my first drama. And like, I don't know. I was It was love at first sight with K-dramas from that point. I was like, I love this. I'm never Aww. leaving. Like, I literally only want to watch K-dramas. Like, it was, I, I just it. loved it so much. Um, Aww. So, yeah, that was my first one. Okay. Yeah. Lee Jung-suk in that is very cute. It's a Nuna romance. And yes. I'll tell you, uh, there is a bit of a scathing review, blog review from myself, yours truly, on the site. Because, um, <laughs> mostly because I have a background in publishing and so yeah. all like the publishing stuff that happens in that oh, show, yeah. I'm like, this is yeah. bullshit. Like I was like very upset. <laughs> it's why like they are misrepresenting the industry. Like this is nonsense. So yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry guys. It was it was like a personal thing. You're just like this it was is like, not accurate, is and I do bad. not appreciate it. Yeah, like I don't know. I was <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't for me. But anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna do a little bit. <laughs> 
I know. I'm going to do a little bit of housekeeping real fast. Um, is it, If this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. And if you like us, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And of course, you can come check us out on social media to stay up to date on our latest episodes and reviews. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at ATC Debug Pod. And lastly, if you're a fan, please, please consider becoming a patron. It's a great way for you to get involved and show your support. And you can get extra content. Like, come on. For as little yeah. as $2 a month, like, please. You can check out the page <laughs> on patreon.com slash alwayscriticpod. And big shout out to our patrons, Janet and Curtis. Love you guys. Okay. Yay. Yay. Okay. <laughs> so now we're going to get going on this drama we all watched while you were sleeping. Yay. Okay. And record timing. Finally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finally. Okay. Yeah, no, because everyone's talked about this drama for to no end. And I feel yeah. like I've been left out. <laughs> yeah. Same. I same. haven't watched this drama. So I'll share why I didn't, why I avoided it after like all the stuff I'm about to say. So I'll read the synopsis, <laughs> get through the cast and all that. And then we can share our thoughts on while you were sleeping. Okay. Hey. The My Drama List synopsis reads, a young woman with a with bad premonition dreams meets two people who suddenly okay. develop the same ability. Nam Hongju lives with her mother, a widow who runs a small restaurant. Jung Jae-chan, a rookie prosecutor, and his younger brother move in across the street. Since Hongju was young, she has had the ability to see the good and bad events before they happen. However, she is unable to do anything about them. One day, Jae-chan has a strange premonition dream about an accident involving Hongju and Iyobom. A ruthless attorney who used to be Jechan's tutor. Jechan decides to interfere in the course of events and ends up saving the lives of Honju and Han Wutak, a young police officer. When Jechan, Honju, and Wutak then start having dreams about one another, they realize that their lives are now somehow entwined. But can the three discover the reason that they were brought together and can they prevent the people closest to them from getting hurt? I don't know. We'll find out. Okay. Dramatic yeah. reading we'll find by out. Just. Yes, I love the dramatic. Do you? <laughs> this was really long. I'm sorry. That's basically episode one. Uh, all right. So, While You Were Sleeping originally aired from September to November 2017. It's 16 episodes long. It's directed by Oh Chung Hwan, and he's directed a bunch of stuff, including My Love from the Star, Doctors, oh. Hotel de Luna, Startup, and currently Big Mouth, wow. starring Lee Jung Suk, of course. So, currently okay. airing drama. It is, ooh, it's thundering outside. I hope you don't hear that. Anyway, (laughs) um, it is co-directed by Park Soo-jin, and she's directed Why Her, Dr. Romantic, and they co-directed Doctors Together from 2016. While You Were Sleeping, it was written by Park Hae-ryong, and she wrote Startup. She wrote Pinocchio. She wrote I Can Hear Your Voice from 2013, and she wrote dream high from 2011 i've talked about dream high like in almost every of these yeah, i feel like it comes wow. up a lot it comes up so much why i don't know wow i'm noticing um, a trend yes so basically this writer and these directors have worked together before startup mm-hmm. doctors and yeah. dream high of course like a couple yeah. of these dramas already star bay yeah. suzy and yep. she stars as Nam Hong Ju. She was in Startup. She was in Dream High, Goo Family Book, Uncontroll- Uncontrollably Fond, Vagabond, a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff. We covered Startup on season two of Box. Mm-hmm. So if you want to scroll back in your podcast feed, you can hear our thoughts about that. I 
had Curtis from the Infatuation podcast on for that one, and he was a little bit contentious, so just beware of that when you listen <laughs> that to the really, startup episode. That was a fun episode. It was. He was playing a devil's advocate a lot, and he I was. was like, you don't need to do this. <laughs> he was like, I want to make it more interesting. I'm like, why? You, like, you don't say have what you to, think. though. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then, of course, when you were, while you were sleeping, also stars Lee Jung Suk. We've mentioned him before. He plays yeah. Jung Jae Chan, and he's been in I Can Hear Your Voice from 2013. We just mentioned that one. Doctor Stranger, Pinocchio, W, which we covered on season one of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Romance is a bonus, a book. bonus book. Your first K drama Nas. And he's currently starring in Big Mouth. Um, I'm yeah. not sure when that was going to end, but it's a 2022 show. Yeah. We got some supporting characters I'll run through really fast. We have Jung Hyun as Hanu Tak. <laughs> That's off. That's we off. love him. <laughs> yeah, he's had a really good few years here. He's been in Snowdrop, DP, One Spring Night, Something in the Rain, Prison Playbook. Mm-hmm. I'll have you know that if you scroll back in your podcast feed, you can hear my thoughts on Prison Playbook because we just covered that one. Also with Curtis. Also with Curtis from Infatuation. <laughs> um, we've also done Something in the Rain review. Yeah. Uh, also on season two. Yep. That's one. That one's with uh, Caitlin from No Sleep for Dramas. And yes. those have been really fun. Um, oh, my God. We've also covered Snowdrop. That was the first episode of season three. So don't forget. anyway, in case you guys don't know, we're like a Junghan podcast now. Um, Basically, I, I did not intend, literally did not intend to cover this much uh, Junghan dramas. But uh, here we are. So yeah. he's amazing. So he's why awesome. not? Yeah. Yes. So we also have Lee Sang-yob as Lee Bom, the attorney that we mentioned yes. in the synopsis we have kim Wonhe as investigator choi and he's the nation's um ajashi <laughs> he really is wonderful man i'd love to meet him someday yeah <laughs> he's been in everything so a few really things i'll has. mention he was in startup as well mm-hmm. so you can again something we've covered he's been in strong girl dobong soon we also covered yes. that on the podcast He's been in Huarang, Youth of May. He's been in Signal, which we covered as well in season one of the yep. podcast. So we wow. got a, we've also become a Kimone uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Last person I'll say is Ko Songi, plays Pro Shin. Shin Heeman is her full name in the drama. And she's the star of My Hollow Love. Hey, yes. Ori. <laughs> I, I asked Oriel if she remembered her. I was like, that's the main girl from my holo love. Don't that's you remember? And she was like, no, I don't remember. Oh. Damn, bro. I'm sorry. Okay, so this Poor is my holo love. Poor my holo love. I feel so bad for it because it's it's a very good drama. And she doesn't remember It's really anything. not. Yeah. Oh, it's not man. that bad. Okay. So all this being said, we've come to the end of our uh, cast and whoever's behind the lens, what did you guys think of while you were sleeping? Naz, you go don't, first. Don't, we don't have to go all at once. It's okay. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Um, okay. Yeah, so, huh, okay, so I thought the show was good. I thought the show was good. I would definitely recommend it to people. Okay. It has all the things that I like to see in a K-drama because it, um, it has comedy, it has drama, it has like a sprinkle of romance. Um, I also loved like, the I guess like the episodic nature of it like every few episodes you're kind of exploring like a new Mm -hmm. situation and a new story and I really like it when dramas do that um and of course like I thought the cast was so good and um the cast had like really great chemistry with each other Mm -hmm. 
Um, but yeah, I thought it was like a really good show. I would definitely recommend it. Um, it's just what? I felt like as the show yes, there's a but <laughs> as the show went on, I think that things did start to waver a little bit. Like in the middle, things kind of started to kind of come apart a little bit for me, mm. um, personally. And I'll go into that like deeper later. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I'm really glad I watched it though because it was always on my list. But it's like you guys yeah. know, with watching K dramas, your list is ever growing. It's yes. always growing, and it's like you know, I'm like when am I ever gonna be able to get to these older shows? And there's newer shows, current shows I'm watching, and mm. it's just like it's like a never ending existential crisis situation. Like I'm never gonna watch everything I want to see. So I was, I'm really happy I watched it. And you asked us to come on and you know review it, but yeah, yeah I definitely have some thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> like okay. the intricacies of the plot. Good. Yes. No, I have thoughts as well. We we all have thoughts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lori, what did you think? Um. Uh. So I watched. I started watching this in May before you asked us, and I was just you know in my freedom phase of K drama. I don't know what that means. Um. But I started <laughs> watching it, and I watched the first two episodes. And as to- she asked me like, "What do you think?" I was just like. It's okay. I'll get to it eventually. So um, when Jess asked us to come on the podcast, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go back to watching it. Um, And now I see why I didn't like continue watching it. It's not my favorite drama, y'all. I'm just going to say that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into why later. Um, I did like seeing Hayen for 16 plus hours because I yes. love him. Um, yes. And yes. I did like <laughs> the main romance, but I... It was not an enjoyable watch for me. Um, and whenever mm-hmm. we get to Soju Bottle ratings, mine mm-hmm. isn't high. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So I'll jump in here and give my general thoughts on the show. I thought this show was going to be amazing just based yeah. on the first episode. Because same, oh, I watched same. that first episode. I was like, yes. holy shit, this is amazing. Yes. Yeah. This yes. is yeah. so good, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It had so much like momentum and potential and it had the tension going throughout it and you can sense yep. the romantic um, you know, couple like happening and it just felt right. Like it hit all the right notes and beats in the first yep. episode. And right, I was yep. like, Ooh, perfect first episode. Perfect mm-hmm. villain, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it kept going and I was like, <clears throat> I don't know about this show. <laughs> like I was like <laughs> I think that I wasn't bought in to Susie and Jungsook as a couple. Oh my goodness, oh. Jess! Thank you, okay. thank Wait. you. I was like, That's I was so nervous. This is one of the things I needed to talk about. Okay, okay. I don't think it's a secret that uh, Susie and Jungsook's characters are supposed to be endgame. Like they're supposed to be together. Oh yeah, they're right. the romantic leads. Oh. Right. And so. You kind of go into it. You sense that this is where the writers are. The writer wants to take it, mm-hmm. and then, like a few episodes in, I'm like, "Why do they like each other?" Right. You know, like I was like, "Where's the basis of like their, like love? Like, why does he actually right. give her the time of day? Because she's just seems so not delusional, but delusional. Like <laughs> she's making it seem like he's like <laughs> after her and he's like, doesn't want anything yeah. to do with her. So yeah. it goes from that to like zero to 60. He like loves her. Yeah. yeah. So it didn't seem believable to me. And that's saying something when it's a fantasy show about like them having like right. premonition dreams and crap yeah. like that. Right. So right. I thought they had a really good villain and he kind of sold the last few episodes for me because absolutely he was like a recurring like villain in yes. all of mm-hmm. these 
um, episodic uh, trials and cases that they're trying to solve together. And then it's yeah. like, like, where's the through line? Like, how does this wrap up and end? Like, how do how does he get his comeuppance and all that stuff? Like, that comes into play right. in the final few episodes. Um, so for most of the show, I was trying to recast Susie because I hated Susie in this role. Oh, <laughs> I was like. So I sang, her, this I sang her praises so hard in the startup episode. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was actually kind of impressed that, like with Susie in this episode, in yeah. this show. Then I get to this show and I'm like, why is Susie? Like, it's just Susie. Like, all I could see was Susie and I couldn't mm. see her character, Hongju. And I feel like she was just overpowering. You know, her presence mm. was just so mm. overpowering in the show. Mm. Her celebrity was overpowering. And I wanted someone with less, like, baggage, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, I just didn't like her delivery of certain things. It just seemed like she mm -hmm. wasn't doing anything different. And yeah. she has that, like, when she gets uh, very excited or whatever, she always has yeah. the same cadence for her line. She's always yeah. like, da -ka -da -ka -da -ka -da -ka -da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's always <gasps> in that cadence when yeah, she gets yeah. very excited, if, if she's upset or she, whatever. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's like such a Susieism. Like I don't want yeah. that anymore. Mm. So I was very distraught by, him, by her. Yeah. And I recasted in my head to maybe Hansoe from My Name or oh, Nevertheless, like that maybe. actress, because mm -hmm. I wanted something a little harder for the character because mm. she's seen so much, you know, right in her dreams, and she has this guilt and she puts blame on herself. And so yeah. I'm like, I want to see a little more of that tortured, like, persona versus yeah. she's very, like, happy-go-lucky sometimes and, like, yeah, takes things bubbly. very well and is very bubbly. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I kind of want a little bit of a darker more personality, edge. more edge to her. Exactly. So I, I thought of Han Soo or Kim Teddy, who does a really good job balancing both the light and the mm. dark aspects of this character, which I was like, mm. I think we need someone with like that vibe, you know? Mm. Yeah. So that was my recasting that I did for Susie. Yeah, that <laughs> I have a question. Um, so you guys, so comparing Susie's character in Startup to While You're Sleeping, um, what did you guys think? Because for me, they seem like the same person. Exactly. They're and I same. think that's what was like throwing yes. me off. Like, yes. Um, I forgot what her name was in Startup. But oh, it's okay. <laughs> it's whatever. Like Susie me. in Startup. Yeah. But, yes. And Susie in Startup and Susie while you're sleeping. I was just like, I feel like they're the same character. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And that was throwing me off as well. And I'm like, but I felt differently if I had like some time, like a little bit more time between when I saw Startup and when I saw this mm. or if I never saw Startup. Mm. So mm. I was thinking about that, too. What do you guys? You what did you guys? Did you guys see any similarities? Can you say the same thing about Jung Suk though? Because I was telling you how his romance and in, in, as a bonus book Kondo was the same character to me, like the really? jokey and then like really serious. But I don't know if that's just how he the characters are written. Uh, I'll say this. Like, yeah. I, so I'll say this that I think that he is doing much Wait, the same as some of his other characters that he's starred yeah. in, yeah. and. I'll say this, that it's they're not demanding much of these two actors, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sure, like, there's nuances to every character, and this plot, like, goes, gets very thin and then gets very thick at times, and it's, right. you know, a revolving door of characters and scenarios that they have to overcome. But on the whole, they're not flexing anything that we haven't seen before, <laughs> you know? Right, it's the right. same sort of, like... Uh, 
mm. script for a fantasy yeah. romantic K-drama. Like it feels mm-hmm. like B for B a little bit like W. It feels a little bit like, mm-hmm. um, you know, Susie's stuff as well. Mm. Like startup. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think it's a coincidence because we're got, we got the same writer from startup. We had the yeah. same... Uh, one of the same directors from startup as well right so like they're playing to Susie's strengths but at the same time we've seen the strength already right mm. right yeah so i feel bad sure. and again like he uh, Jung Suk is currently starring in big mouth which again one of right. the directors is is on big mouth true. so yeah they're it's like too much like intertwining that right. it doesn't feel they fresh. collaborate a lot yeah. yeah yeah they've collaborated with these people many times before so mm-hmm. and i will say yeah. like i feel bad that we saw startup first because this came before startup this came yeah. three years right. before startup right so if we yeah. had seen it in order i kind of still feel like we'd probably say the same thing that we'd be yeah. like well yeah. i'm not really sure like why she's playing the same character it feels like the same thing and yeah, I think it's done on purpose. Like they want this vibe playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Playing to the strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, I felt like John Sook though. It was only, I've only seen Roman's bonus book, of course, but okay. I felt like oh, in okay. this role, I saw more sides to him. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I saw like, see, like, you know, like, especially like the, the comedic side of him. Cause I didn't see like a lot of that yeah. in Roman's bonus book. So yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't know that he could be so loose and silly. Yeah. Yeah. And, He's a little goofy. You know, yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, that's new. So I was yeah. just like, okay. But it is like, there are elements of like, you know, his character here that are similar to Romance's bonus book. But I guess that's why those directors really like them because it seems like they've done a lot of like projects with those two actors. I'm like, they yes. really like Susie and Chong Suk a if lot. If you look so. at Big Mouth, I haven't seen any of the episodes, but in the promos and some Me of the either. clips that I've seen, he is balancing that like really harsh, Same dark, thing. you yeah. know, vengeful kind of character with the more mm-hmm. goofy light side of a character so right he's doing again like the same thing that he's doing in this show and big mouth came out oh my god i can't do math three four five five years it's coming out five years after while you were sleeping right yeah this is a good conversation to have because i feel like people if they like startup or if they like one of these other dramas you can come to Mm -hmm. this drama and get more of the same yes right but if you're like us or probably wanting something a little different. And I think that's what we're getting at here is that mm. we weren't thrilled. We weren't surprised. We weren't, you know, given a new journey. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's exactly. Yeah. It's a repa- Exactly. I think that's the, that's where like the I guess on um, the discontentment is. It's just kind mm-hmm. of like, all right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like more of the same type of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's true. Okay, question that has nothing to do with the plot. Well, it's kind of to do with the plot. Did you, have you guys ever had a vivid dream? And what was it? (laughs) Oh. And or to, you know, piggyback off that question. Have you ever had a dream that actually came true? Oh. Oh. (laughs) These are really good questions. I'll go first because I, you know, I have this question in the back of my head already. Yes. So I had a friend, this didn't happen to me, but a friend of mine was like good friends with another with another girl and she dreamt that the girl with, was pregnant and she like hang out, hung out with her not too long after the dream and was like, man, I had this really vivid dream and like, you told me that you were pregnant. And the friend was like, oh, um, and she was pregnant. Wow. Amazing. I mean, I don't know what she like sniffed it, how she oh. sniffed it out or how it happened, <laughs> but like oh it, my it was true. 
I have never had a dream come true on me. I would freak out if I ever did, but <laughs> I, ha- I tend to have very vivid dreams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I have them, I just like blurt them out, like whatever it was. And then I completely forget about the dreams. So okay. I went to my sister and was like, I have told you every single crazy dream that I've had. Like, what were your favorites? And she listed two of them. So one is very quick. <laughs> I don't know why we were sleeping in the same bed that night, but I she was like, oh, I woke, we woke up, you know, in the morning and I was like, man, I had this crazy dream. And she was like, what was it? And I was like, I lost my retainers. And she goes, where, where did you lose them? She goes, <laughs> and I go on the Titanic. On the Titanic? <laughs> my vivid dream was that I lost my retainers on the Titanic. On the Titanic? So they're sitting at the bottom of the, of the Atlantic. Oh and my then gosh, the, other, <laughs> the other dream that I really like and she reminded me of was I told her this whole freaking dream that I had. I watched the Steve Aoki documentary. You know the um mm-hmm. oh, the yeah, DJ or DJ. whatever. Mm-hmm. A producer. So Steve Aoki documentary. It was very interesting. And then I went to sleep. That night I dreamt this really, really intense vivid dream where Steve Aoki was my cousin. And we went to his house. Ha- it was me and my sister. We went to his house to like <laughs> hang out and stay and all this stuff. And he was having this big party and there were like buses out front, like bringing people in and taking people away. And I was like, I don't think we should stay here. Like it's too like essentially we were leaving because it was like too much going on. Yeah. And he and Steve Aoki was lit, literally came out was like, where are you guys going? Like, whatever. And I woke up and the feeling was still within me, like deep set. I was like, Steve, I woke up and I thought Steve Aoki is my cousin. <laughs> like, literally, I was like, Steve Aoki is my, my cousin. Never <laughs> no know. doubt in my mind. So oh my to this gosh. day, that, that was. <laughs> Do we need to call Ancestry? Like, could this no, actually no. happen? <laughs> It's, there's like zero chance that Steve okay zero chance zero chance but anyway to this day like every time we see like a Steve Aoki thing we're like oh my god our cousin <laughs> <Your> cousin <laughs> based on this stupid dream I had and I recall Aww. it like even now I'm like I have this deep feeling that I that I'm cousins with Steve Aoki <laughs> I so cannot. Stupid. Like, I'm actually crying. <laughs> it's so random. Oh my god. Okay, Ori. <laughs> while Nas finishes crying, right. recover. Yeah. Do you I, have any I dreams? If y'all, I what? mean, I feel like you guys probably already know this about me from listening to the podcast. I don't have really good memory, um, but I feel like I'm like the same like you, Jess. Like, if I listen to something before I go to sleep, I'll like dream about it. So mm-hmm. I think I, me and Naz are on like a 17 K-pop type of spiel so i would have i would listen to their music and then like just something random with them like nothing involving each any members but it'll be like i'm listening to their song in my dream and then i'll wake up something Mm. really weird but i haven't i don't think i've had anything come true or like anything that i really vividly remember though dang yeah all right naz Naz. (laughs) do you have for me for me honestly my dreams like I can't really point to one dream because I just my dreams are so random and they just don't mm. really make any sense. It's like a lot of scene changes and just like flying and flying in slow I motion. Wish I fly- like honestly, like just weird stuff that I don't know where it comes okay. from in the morning. I'm like, what was that? Like, it's mm. just, I honestly, my I just have weird random dreams. Like, and I okay. I can't point to one in particular. That I'm like, hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what I dreamt about last week. 
I'll say I one really more scary than dream I last week, but no, yeah, don't. yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay, this is another stupid dream. So this was when I was like a teenager, I think, and I was playing guitar at the time. And I, uh, in my dream, I was trying to get my guitar case with my guitar in it into the trunk of my car. And I had a Mazda 3 at the time. So it was like kind of a little bit, mm. I had to shimmy it in because it was yeah. a <laughs> big guitar and a small car. Anyway, and someone came to help me and it was Bill Murray. Bill Murray came out Wait. of nowhere and <laughs> so was like, what? oh, like, let me help you put your guitar in your, in That's your car. And I was like, oh my God. And in my dream, I was like, oh my God, you're Bill Murray. And I was so excited. <laughs> and I took a, a selfie with Bill Murray in my dream. And when I woke up, I was like, oh shit, I got to send that selfie <laughs> to like all my friends and family that I met Bill Murray. Cause it was so deep. Like the inception yeah. was so deep that I was like, I, yeah. I met Bill Murray and I took a <laughs> selfie with him. So I went. In, I literally went in my phone. I was like looking for the selfie, and I was like, and it "Oh my cool. god, it was a dream!" Like I literally can't, the come down was so harsh because I thought I had met Bill Murray, and to this day, like I think that dream was too real. Like it was too vivid because you know how Bill Murray like is like effervescent and like goes wherever he wants yeah. and shows up right. at people's weddings and stuff like randomly. So it was, it's like within reason that like Bill Murray would have been like in this parking lot that I was trying to get my guitar in the car and I was like, wait, but did you, were you watching something with him in it? Like, no. how did Bill Murray appear no. in your dream? <laughs> there was no provocation. <laughs> he just, I was here. I, he just appeared. Anyway, we've gone on a little bit of a tangent, but that's okay. I, I initiated it. Um, do you guys, I felt like this show reminded me of like other TV shows and movies that had like a similar plot line. Do you, mm. I was trying to like figure it out. So here's what I came up with. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is what I came up with. <laughs> I came, <laughs> sorry, I'm like giggling already because these are so stupid. Okay. <laughs> other TV or TV shows and movies about premonitions slash dreams. So we have yeah. the movie Premonition with Sandy, right. Sandra Bullock. Right. I was thinking yes. about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have Butterfly Effect with uh, oh, Ashton yeah. Kutcher and Amy movie. Smart. That movie's scary. That, that movie F me up. Okay. Oh, yeah, I can't see that. We, like have, that. we have That's So Raven from the Disney uh-huh. channel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> classic. It's classic. We have uh, the character Alice Cullen from Twilight who can see into the future. Oh, oh yes. That's uh, Naz's Alice. favorite movie. Yes. His favorite we movie have... series. Is not... it? No, oh, okay. <laughs> no, she hates it. <laughs> Jess was about to be oh like, Oh, my God. Whoa. I legit was like, oh, shit. Be like, you really oh, like no. the Twilight no. saga? Okay. She, she do not. She does not like it. Okay. We'll leave that at the table. So right. we have also Minority Report, which is like a dystopian uh, future with Tom Cruise, where he's oh, like yeah. arresting people based on crimes they haven't committed yet because of the precogs and all that crap. Like, it's like really interesting. But yeah. Minority Report. And then the last yeah. two, I like couldn't stop laughing as I wrote them down. So okay. I'm going to try and get through this without laughing. We have Next with Nicolas Cage. And Jessica Beale. Okay. I've never seen that movie. Good. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. It's terrible. Okay. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so he can see a few minutes into the future, but mm-hmm. he's a magician in Las Vegas. Like, that's how he uses his skill. But 
with Jessica Biel's character, the, you know, female lead or whatever, right. he can see farther into the future. And, like, all of this stuff happens where he's trying to, like, stop an apocalypse from happening. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I know people have feelings it's about Nicolas so Cage stupid. movies. <laughs> it's <laughs> literally the worst movie ever. <laughs> but I remember it because it was so stupid, right? It was so, like, dumb. Okay. <laughs> and then I lastly, I have Deja Vu with Denzel, oh, Denzel Washington. Washington. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> Where he, Me, like, Jess, goes I have one back too. in time. Oh, yes, for sure. What do you have? Final Destination, because that movie, yes. all of them. Oh, my gosh. Wrecked yeah. me. Wrecked, I the cannot go past a truck on the highway because of that movie. Yeah, I, I think I've only watched, like, a, one and a half of the... Because it's, like, they have, like, multiple movies in that franchise, like, the Final Destination yes. franchise. And they're all like really gruesome, crazy yeah. deaths that they. That was a good one, Oriel. That was oh, good. It traumatized yeah. okay. me. Perfect. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to add before I talk about the OSD and then we can give our scores? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. Okay. So I love this OSD. I don't know how you guys feel about this yeah. OSD, but I love it. It has actually two songs from Suzy and two songs from Lee Jung Suk on the OSD. Oh. Oh, okay. I didn't know that he sang too. Me wow. Either. Yeah. And then my favorite song is the one from Henry, which is all in English. Oh, Henry Love. That one's, um, you're the right time at the right moment. Okay, okay, okay. I like that one. That song I like that is one. so yeah. cute. I love it. Oh, oh God. <laughs> and I will like actually say that when the song came on the first time, I was like, God, this sounds like Henry. And then I go look in the OST on Spotify and I was like, yes, it's actually it is Henry. Henry. <laughs> it is Henry. I was like, damn, I'm so good. <laughs> That's how you know you're in deep. You can I'm figure out who's singing what. Yeah. <laughs> I know that voice. <laughs> All right. What did you guys give this show out of five soju bottles? Um. Okay. So I did 3.5 out of 5 soju bottles. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So I thought it was a good show. I just didn't think it was a great show. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Jess, um, the first two episodes for me, I was like, wow. Like, this is I, I don't remember what episode of our podcast where I'm talking about it, Oriel, but like we're talking about how we like just started the show. And I'm just like, wow, like this is the best <laughs> show ever. Like the first two episodes, I was like, this is amazing. Like this is going to be one of my favorite shows. I just know it. And then mm-hmm. like as things went on, I was like, huh okay and i was kind of bummed because i was expecting just i was expecting more i was expecting uh-huh. more but um mm-hmm. the, the the things they did well they did really well um mm-hmm. yeah but yeah like um i definitely have some qualms but like i i like i thought it was like a good show i don't think it's a great show it's not like i wouldn't call it like a favorite of mine mm. so that's why i gave it like a 3.5 i kind of like put it kind of like in the middle of the road and like if I had to rank all the dramas that I've ever seen like it'll kind of be land somewhere towards the middle because like it was good I'm glad I I don't regret watching it I have no regrets because it was on my list and I think it's kind of like one of those shows that like you probably should watch but Mm. it wasn't a favorite so yeah so 3.5 okay no I kind of broke the rules with mine's Jess you may side okay yeah I gave it 2.89 soju bottles how many is 89 I don't know (laughs) wait what I couldn't All right, be- 2. decide between 2.5 and 3, so I was just like, 8, 9 sounds right. Okay. So that's how I got there. <laughs> that's good. Um, I'm going to go with 3. 
I'll give it three and a half stars okay. as well. Naz, because it had, here's the thing. My sister asked me today because she watched the last two episodes with me and she was yeah. like, do you like this show? And I was like, I do and I don't. Right. And I told her if I had watched this a few years ago, I would have mm-hmm. loved mm-hmm. this show. Like I would have been yeah. right up my alley. But yeah. I'm watching it now, like after a few more seasons of having watched K-dramas and right. having watched these actors and other things. And I'm just like, yep. this yep. is not like doing it for me. Yep. Right. So I feel bad because I know for a fact that I would have eaten this shit up like in 2017. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> same, but same. Now I'm like, no, like this is not it. Yeah. 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 But Jung Han is always standard. <laughs> right. Jung Han, he was, he's, oh, he was the highlight of the whole entire experience. Yeah. To we'll talk about me. him. <laughs> we'll talk yeah, about him. About but, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No, I agree. Because I was thinking like, I feel like if I watched this like early on in my journey, I probably would have been like, this is the best show ever. This is the best. But I think yeah. because I've seen so many um, and I know like what these actors can do and I've seen like similar plots like done mm. done better I'm like I know that something like this could be done better I know there could be like a tighter story so mm, that's why yeah. I was just like yeah it's 3.5 so yeah okay. totally can agree. I make a request for um, you both yeah. I think Naz already yes. said she may watch this eventually but just based off y'all comments for Susie can both of y'all watch Uncontrollably Fawn because I love oh, girl, her I've seen in that. that I've seen Uncontrollably Fawn did you like it did is... you like it uncontrollable melodrama um, <laughs> okay, so let's talk real fast about this show before we get into spoilers for why we're sleeping. So, yes. Uncontrollably Fond is very, very sad, okay? It does not have a happy ending for people who are, like, wondering, Spoiler. oh, should I watch this? If you don't like happy, <laughs> if you need the happy ending, do not watch Un- Uncontrollably Fond. No. Um, I felt that it was okay, right? Because it's also her being, like, a journalist, Right. Like she was yeah. in uh, oh, yeah. while you were sleeping, yeah. But it's just so much emotions like running yeah. through the show. I don't know if I would like necessarily recommend it to somebody who's like just in it for like the rom com stuff. Like it's not a rom com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would love that's... to rewatch Uncontrollably Fond to see mm-hmm. how it holds up and how I feel about it now. But I think at the time that I was watching it, I was just like very conf- not confused is the wrong word but i was just like dumbfounded i was like is this really happening (laughs) you know i was like what is going on this is getting way out of hand and then you just you're just like okay i guess like that's that was the show it was just like everything all at once (laughs) yes that is just that's like my top i think it's my top two it's i think what I love yeah. that drama. Like it was number one for a minute. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that drama so much. I love like soaking in emotion, but then I need something happy after. But I like Fair. being in the emotion. Like the same thing with um, not Rain or Shine, Just Between Lovers. That's really like a lot too. Um, but I don't know. I just liked it, and then the ending, I was just crying, and I was like, oh, good. <laughs> Oh my okay. yeah. well, I, I mean, there's some crying bits in while you were sleeping as well, but yeah. we were, we're just going to get, we're going to turn ourselves completely loose on the spoiler side. So let's if do it. you, if you're ready, let's do it. We're going to head into spoilers right after this. Hey, you want to come in? 
All right, we're on the other side of spoilers, guys. So anything goes. If you don't care to be spoiled on while you were sleeping, then keep listening. We're going to go all in. So, ladies, where would you like to start on this show? Um, I actually, for early on, I was like, <laughs> this is kind of heavy on the law stuff, on the um, yeah. procedural yeah. aspect of mm-hmm. yes. law and law and order or whatever. And yeah. those are not my favorite dramas so anytime like that happens I'm like immediately kind of taken out of the drama a little bit because Mm -hmm. I was hoping for a little more fantasy side Mm -hmm. and certainly there was like a lot of fantasy because of the dreams the shared dreams and stuff but right I'm not sure if I was necessarily too invested in the whole paperwork there he's a prosecutor side right Mm -hmm. if you feel me However, we did see some startup um, actors in this show. And, yeah. of course, like, startup came later. So the domestic abuser husband from, like, early on, he was in, yeah, he was in startup. He was, like, the stepdad who was, like, rich and stuff. Oh, my gosh. I knew he looked familiar, but I can not figure out breaks, where like, I his, saw he, Breaks his um, nameplate like on his desk and oh stuff. Oh my gosh! Do you remember? I didn't realize that was him. Yes, I wow. was like, oh my god, it's that guy. And then obviously, um, Kim So Hyun from Love Alarm yes. is in yes. this show. Love Alarm. <laughs> okay. He makes like an extended show. cameo. <laughs> Love Alarm sucks. Don't watch Love Alarm, people. <laughs> Terrible. Run I far wa- away. I know. Run, run. Don't walk away from Love Alarm. Okay. <laughs> she so I think that the bus explosion sequence. Do you think that it's some other like kid, and it's yeah. not? It's her yeah. as a child. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like an extended flashback for her yep. as a kid, and you think it's a, like a little boy, but it's not. It's her. Mm-hmm. That's a part a big reason why I didn't like Susie in this role because can I imagine Susie getting like a pixie cut and wanting to be a baseball player and passing off as a boy and stuff like? Yeah. No. Yeah, no. we didn't really dive into that, really. It was just kind of like, so did you just it, have, like, a tomboy phase? Exactly. Or like, she had, like, a tomboy phase, and it never came back around to, like, right. sell us on this idea that, like, Susie was a tomboy and, what like, she doesn't really follow baseball anymore. Like, what's the deal? Like, <laughs> right. how did she go from, like, gung-ho, I want to be a baseball player, to now she's, like, a very voracious journalist? <laughs> right. Right. So no, I would I totally agree. There's like no connection to them. I guess because of the trauma of her dot her dad dying and like mm-hmm. the bus explosion and the dreams and stuff like but again like it doesn't like why was it so extreme? Like she cut her hair, she was like dressing yeah. like a boy and, mm-hmm. and she wasn't correcting people when they were like, Oh, that little boy over there, like she didn't Right. She yeah. was like whatever. Right. So I that was a big hiccup for me. Um, she let Jay Chen like punch her in the face, and that was okay as well. Yes, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so like, Lee okay as well. <laughs> punches her as a child, and she just t- she was like, "Yeah, I needed that." Like, what? <laughs> right. It's just like, huh? Like, <laughs> oh man. So I think that. I don't like how they started having dreams about each other and that mm-hmm. it seemed like this supernatural phenomenon was like contagious. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. because she had never saved anybody up until that point with using her dreams, that 
nobody else had started dreaming about her because they didn't know that they weren't saved by Susie's character or whatever. Yeah. Right. But it it's not until, you know, Jung Suk's character saves Jung Hae-in's character mm-hmm. that Jung Hae-in's like, feels so much gratitude towards him that he starts dreaming about him. Dreams. Right. And then at but the then, end, everybody has dreams. It's like, you get a dream and you get a dream and you get a dream. Right. Like, right. I thought that there was yeah. no like, lo- sure, there was logic, but it was not very sound logic to me mm-hmm. because everybody started dreaming about each other mm-hmm. and there was like no surprises. Like the stakes didn't seem right. that high at one point because everyone was like having alternate versions of the same scenario. So it was like, okay, right. you have one scenario. I have the other half and like, let's put it together and like solve this thing. So yeah, it just felt very easy and uh, convenient to, writing wise to have everyone just start dreaming about each other because they just felt so thankful to the other person who saved them. Like yeah, right. what? And then why did yeah. Jung Suk start having dreams so much later in life? Like mm-hmm. she, by that logic, he should have started having dreams immediately then, after right, she saved since him. he was so younger. Like, yeah. yeah, since they saved each other in the flashback when they were younger. Yeah, yeah. Just so much. Yeah. Like why? Like it doesn't. Yeah. Mm, I didn't. Like I also it. wish they like explained why um, Hongju was having dreams. Like they never explained like why she has premonitions. Exactly. It was just yeah. like was she just born that way? Like. It didn't seem like her mom ever had them, so it was no. just like it didn't so talk about her dad having them either, right? So it's just like, well, what what happened? Yeah, so I wish they explored that a little bit more too. Mm-hmm. And then director mm-hmm. Choi was he having dreams and he just wasn't interfering until later, and he felt yes, like oh, that's exactly that's yeah, is. exactly, exactly because he just waited like twenty years. <laughs> he had and and his first like dream or whatever was about his own demise, mm-hmm. which is like. How do you deal with? He seemed very calm. Yeah, as well. Like he was yeah. like, <laughs> he did, like the friend is saying something. Like his partner or whatever is in the room, yep. and he's like, "You're not thinking of like committing suicide again," or in his words, he was like, "You're not thinking weird thoughts again." Yeah, and he's like, "No, no, no, I'm not thinking of that. My end is much later." So he knew that right. what he had seen was a premonition and was like totally fine that he yep. had seen yep. his own death in a dream. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to talk about that. Like, there's oh, nothing to unpack like, here. Like, what? Yeah. Yes. He literally was like, yeah, I I knew this was going to happen. And this is the choice I made. And it's like, mm. okay, like, you were having dreams, too. Like, it was just, it was so much. It was yeah. so much. It felt like they were just, you know, they were trying to write themselves out of, like, loopholes. And, like, okay, yeah. well, they just had a dream about how they're going to die in a burning fire inferno. So yeah. how do we get them out of that? Oh, so-and-so right. has dreams. Right. Like, dumb. It was dumb. <laughs> and I don't really understand that because he can have dreams about himself and other people. I mean, I guess I don't know how his work because all the, the other three, like there's one in the circle kind of. They had dreams about one person who saved them. He can have dreams about himself and the rest of them. I'm confused on that. But maybe I'm, I'm confused know. about how Hongju also piggybacking off what you're saying. Hongju was having dreams about randos. Like yeah. random yeah. people, oh, yes. like her, yeah, her power was. Well, I'm calling it a power, but hers was <laughs> different than everybody else's because hers right. was just like I'm just having premonitions about everyone, everybody, and then in you soul. know, Jay Chan's like soul. I, <laughs> right, right, and then Jay Chan has dreams only on her, and yeah. seems Wu Tak dreams about Jay Chan, and then um, prosecutor, um, 
Oh, Choi. I mean, sorry, Investigator Director. Lee. Wait, yeah, what's yeah. his name? Director Choi. Choi. Yes, Investigator Choi. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, then he has dreams about Jay Chan, I guess, because he was yeah. the one that saved him. So it's just kind of yeah. like, so all these other people are only linked to the people that saved them. But her, mm. it's just like everyone, but, then, but they never explained why. But they never explained why. <laughs> and also, halfway through the show, she stopped having dreams about other people. She was like, right. yeah. I'm having dreams about you going to work every yes. day. Like, I know yeah. what you're right. doing. Like, what? right. Right. Why? When before she was just dreaming about, oh, random man with a cigarette. He's yes. going to blow up or like, you know, her dad or whoever. Uh-huh. And it's just like, yeah, uh-huh. so she was, her mom, like, yeah. so yeah, I don't know. I, I wish I got more explanation. It about just that. seemed a little bit annoying to me that she never tried to like, I'm, I'm sure she tried, but there was, didn't seem like a true effort on her part to yeah. change these people's fate until Mm -hmm. all of these guys start like circling around her Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay that takes away a lot of like her agency as a person as a female character who like started this whole thing like she doesn't seem to want to do anything like she can't she's like a damsel in distress like the whole time even though she has the greatest power right yeah i didn't like that i agree Mm -hmm. yeah Huge speaking hole. of the plot huge hole like what is this hole and what they fill it with more dreams they're just like yeah yeah they right. keep having dreams <laughs> you get a dream you get a dream you get a dream you get a dream and you get a dream oprah meme <laughs> so jonghan let's talk about this guy amazing yes. second lead oh my goodness so precious he has a freaking corgi i this is the first time i've ever so seen a corgi cute. in k-drama me too <laughs> first time i've seen a corgi girl why is it so cute and he has like a lot of like superhero and like batman paraphernalia like he's always like wearing a batman cap or a batman shirt not always but you know towards the beginning of the show and the end of the show they have him like wearing like the superhero stuff right yeah and i found that so endearing and cute and he's genuinely just wants them to be okay and there's no effort on his part to try and woo her or oh, try and right. cause issues in their relationship. He was just like silently loving her. And there was something yeah. so genuine about that. Because a lot yeah. of the times you have a second lead who at some point turns like slightly like villainous. Or tries to cock yeah. the main couple obsessive. in some ways. Yeah. yeah. Becomes obsessive, a stalker or whatever. And he wasn't mm-hmm. like that at all. He was actually very mm-hmm. chill. Right. And yeah. I feel like in real life if someone has a crush on somebody else. And they see no avenue for like pursuit or whatever and they're feeling like their feelings are on uh what's the word not reciprocated yeah unrequited that's it yeah you're not gonna go crazy and start chasing after them and like trying to break up this couple especially when you have this shared experience of the dreams together so like right i felt like it was very believable for him to just be Mm -hmm. like you know whatever like never confesses to her or nothing nope right she is oblivious. It just um, makes him the better second male. Like, it makes him the better yes. man, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I do have to talk <laughs> about, um, since we're on, we'll talk. Can we talk about episode eight? I don't know if you have specific notes for this, Jess. Okay, let's um, go. But, episode eight. Yes. So, um, he got you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to build so up look, to it. So, look, he got but... stabbed for her. So many times. So, so many, many times injured for her yeah <laughs> i was traumatized no. it was too much but yeah he, he would has... die for her <laughs> he would die he for would. literally would die for her. he <laughs> so here's the thing he got the date and time 
for um from what's his face's dream what's his name oh my god let me get his name jay chan, jay chan. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah he gets all this info from jay chan's dream and then deliberately walked in first and tries yeah. to stop the bad guy and he like holds on to his legs and like tells her to run and all this stuff like he's buying her time and like he did this on on purpose like he knew yeah. like the, everything what was gonna happen yeah, yeah. oh my gosh the, yeah. But we get a really good I, line out of this because they st- yeah. both of them feel really guilty, like Jetan and Hongju yes. feel extremely guilty about what happened. And mm-hmm. we have this line that says, like, only cry for a little while, only blame yourself a little while. In return, don't forget it for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he he like of all the second male leads, he's definitely on my list of favorites. He mm-hmm. was such a precious little precious. soul. And it's it's funny because um, like in a lot of like K drama like lists and compilation videos and stuff like that they always talk about like oh like the shows that gave us like the worst second lead syndrome and they always <laughs> mention this show and after finishing the show I was just like I understand why like people love him like second male yeah. lead but I didn't necessarily um, I don't know like. I, I I thought we were gonna get like a lot more of him because I was like True. the way that people mm-hmm. talked about the second second lead syndrome. I thought that he was like coming on strong, like he was yeah. professing his love. Like I thought he was gonna be you know laying it on really thick, but he was so chill. Very so chill. I was just like, oh, like he's super chill. But it's just like his character and his heart that it just like it literally just makes you love him so much. His character yeah. was just the sweetest guy. Like and you were just rooting for him the entire time, and he never overstepped his boundaries. Mm-hmm. He never tried to cross the line. He never tried to like. Take Take her to the side and be like, hey, Hongju, I just need to tell you that I like you. Like, you know, he never did that. Like, yeah. and, you know, like, and I don't know, like, it was even like, I guess towards the middle of the show, I was thinking like, okay, like, I mean, clearly he has a crush on her, or whatever. But then I started kind of doubting in the middle, like, does he really have a crush on her? Because like, I don't know, he's so chill about it. But then towards the end, I feel like they kind of crammed all this stuff in, like, mm. with like the him taking the pictures of the shadow and everything. So I was just like, okay, like, I wish there was like a little bit more of this, like, sprinkled throughout because it was just, it was really cute. But yeah, Even, he's definitely um, a fave second lead of mine. I think that, and they they kind of went back, circled back, and showed the actual scene of him taking a photo of their shadows and i was like they could have just done that throughout like they should have had that stinger of Mm, him like doing something like you know uh doing something for her or you know secretly you know doing xyz because it would have helped that second like lead storyline a little bit better and kind of bridge some gaps but we only got that one stinger of him like taking the shadow photo of them which was like right. really cute like it was so cute that was and very adorable yeah like he's just like oh my god we actually look really cute as shadows because it looks like she's leaning on my shoulder and then like right. boom, she takes a photo secret and she can't recognize her own freaking shadow and it's, right she's like who's that she's stupid <laughs> like sometimes you're like oh yeah she's smart no she's stupid let's talk about how stupid she is okay so look oh my goodness <laughs> final episodes she, I don't know why she insists on meeting Attorney Yubom by herself multiple times yeah. Yeah. when she knows from the very first episode that he's dirt, he's trash. Yeah. He frames yeah. her for murder in an alternate, like basically yeah. alternate reality because that mm-hmm. ended up not happening. And she loses everything because of him. And yeah. still she decides, oh, I'm going to like meet up with him and like talk with him without yep. any sort of like 
precautions. And again, it comes back to bite her in the final episode. He drugs her, gets with the serial killer, tries to kill her. Like he's like expecting her not to make it so that he could spin the story however he wants. Yeah. Like what the hell? Like what the hell was she thinking? Yeah, it was just like why she put herself in that situation. Yes. Why would you put yourself in that situation? You knew. You knew. She's so trusting. It's like why is she a damsel? (laughs) She knows better. Anything for the story. Anything She's just like, for I the have story. to save the day. <laughs> oh, so, my God. Reporter, reporter Jean. She's like, mm. I got to go scoop it out for myself. Like, <laughs> Can we talk about um, Yo Bone, oh, though, ahead. too? Because I, I, I yes. know we'll get into him, but I have some thoughts on saying, yo, okay, that performance, he killed it. He killed it. One of the best villains I've seen in K-drama. Yes, really sinister. I agree. He I agree. killed it. Yeah. And they gave him I a totally little bit agree. of like remorse because every time he would have some sort of trial go his way or not yeah. go his way, he would feel guilty and go to the mm-hmm. bathroom and like uh, scrub his hands, mm-hmm. yeah. trying to wash himself of like, you know, the dirty deeds that he's been doing as an yeah. attorney. And like, I don't know if you've, um, you know, interacted with attorneys and the defense attorneys at all but my mom works for a law firm and she's worked for law firms like her whole career and so i've been in and out of like law firm offices Mm -hmm. and i just think that they kind of portrayed this kind of weird because defense attorneys know that a lot of the clients that they have are guilty but you know they deserve Mm -hmm. due process that's their whole thing in america and Mm -hmm. in the you know system that i've witnessed with the defense attorneys they're like yeah sometimes they'll be guilty but they deserve due process as well and that's like the leg that they stand on is they they look to that tenant of our you know uh law system yeah to get through kind of like a morally (laughs) morally gray areas i guess is how Mm -hmm. to put it and he wasn't coming at it from that angle at all like he wasn't like well even though they're guilty like they deserve to have their day in court or whatever no he was like (laughs) yeah like i'll get you out of it like uh, like he was like straight villainous yeah (laughs) he was evil he was terrible yeah he played the heck out of that role like i was like wow like did you just want to slap him the whole time right because you really can't stand him the entire time and yes but like just to um, kind of piggyback off of what you were saying, it just like it did show that like okay, like you do have a conscience because yeah, he knows feel what bad he's that doing like, is wrong. Getting people off for like and basically literally going to, every time he like would refute the prosecution with literally something he made up like a reach, <laughs> like such a far reach. I'll just roll my eyes and be like, "Are you kidding me?" Right. I was like, "Are you serious?" He was like, "Oh yeah, like." Um, the guy didn't die because of falling. He died because of the autopsy. It's just like, are you kidding me? Like, what's wrong with you? Think about like, it. Right? It's like, at least like, think about it. Like, horrible, yes. horrible person. Yeah. But he played the heck out of that role. It was the first time I've seen Sang Yob in um, a show. So I was just yeah. like, wow. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, let me see. He's been in Eve. He's been in um, Shooting Stars as a cameo. He was in Doctors as a cameo, which Doctors is, I think, yeah, the both of the directors worked on Doctors. So mm. he had already, um, you know, been, worked with the directors before. Um, oh. He's also in The Innocent Man with Song Joong-ki. 
I think is that's that a yeah, show Song Joong Ki. No, it's a show. Oh, from 2012. So I, okay, I really okay, so like back. No, it's a throwback, and I really like that show. I don't remember who the mm. hell his character was, but he was in that show. <laughs> <laughs> You're like he was there. I don't remember. He was there. He was I don't there. remember, but he was there. <laughs> and that's a good show, so mm. I recommend it. But um, yeah, I also was very taken aback. Again, I don't really like to watch the police procedurals and the um, prosecutor procedurals that they have in K drama. Mm-hmm. I don't really like that drama, the um, legal drama, legal drama. Yeah. But I just hate the fact that they're going through some of these trials and they don't have a jury. They just have a panel of three judges. Mm-hmm. And like that really bothers me because they're not being tried by like a jury of their peers, like not being judged by a jury of their peers like it is in the US. But in right. other shows, they do sometimes have a jury. They do. So like it just like it depends and I don't know what the why it is or isn't that way sometimes, but right. it's yeah. like a little bit frustrating. Like they're yeah. Their laws and stuff. Like if it's real, then it's like, what? <laughs> I right? did I consistent. did like the court sister act dance uh scene. <laughs> that one was really yes. funny. Just do you remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. That was amazing. Because she yes. goes <laughs> she goes, I love him and you I love Jung Hin's character in uniform um i'm like yes. a second for men in uniform and he's like but yes. i have a uniform too <laughs> she's like you have a choir <laughs> robe yeah. that scene was hilarious i've yes. it like 10 times yeah it's good that's a good one <laughs> but yeah i do agree because um, i'm watching um extraordinary attorney Wu, and she had like a jury at least for episode one and i was like oh they do have juries in like yeah. korean courts so that's a good point jess it's yeah i don't know why yes and why no sometimes but yeah right um speaking of like going back to this romance that i like i don't really buy into um (laughs) they try to up the stakes in the middle of the show around episode 11 when the mom suddenly like withdraws support from jay chan like what that was so confusing and exhausting I i would even like rewind and be like did i miss something yeah. like what is going on with her like yeah she cut him off basically from recuperating at the house for more yeah. than two days he got freaking shot in the street right and she's yeah. like you're not staying more than two days right like it's like for what and then she basically and she steals the ring that he gave her that he yeah. gave to Susie. like smh and she's like oh i i'm thinking back to Susie's character because she was a wailing mess essentially when mm-hmm. he got injured and in she was crying because she made the reality worse like she changed her dream to the so that it was worse off than her him getting stabbed and all this stuff and it reminded her of her reaction to her dad dying yeah. in the bus mm-hmm. crash mm-hmm. or the bus explosion and she says like sorry I can't watch my daughter like break down like that again like she's losing like her mind basically yeah and i was like your daughter sees so let's take let's take a break it out so your daughter sees the future in dreams and she suddenly can't have any intense feelings about her messing around with the future or her boyfriend getting shot like come on like give her a break you know seriously like it didn't make any sense come on lady yeah it just didn't make any sense what she was doing and she did it for like multiple like episodes and she even did the same thing to wu-tak at one point too and i was like why are you doing this like she kept doing it to people and i'm like you're being petty (laughs) stop i was like petty and then she even said like i'm sorry i was being petty like she stole a ring like (laughs) thieving and stuff in her own house like no (laughs) 
<laughs> no. <laughs> it was funny yeah. that she was keeping score between the boys. I love yeah. that. Like she I was like, that. "Oh, that was funny. you like pickles? Cool." And then she'd like write yes. down like a plus Didn't one Wu-Tak or whatever. Win, I think he did. He did he had the win. Most points. Yeah, and yeah. Jay was like salty about it. He was. Yeah, he like, was like, "What is more this points for? than me?" Yeah. <laughs> it's like pouting. Yeah, Jung Hae In <laughs> will always be Jung the winner. <laughs> number one. Yes. Number one. Yes. yes. Um, speaking of some of the cases that they went through, so I oh, yeah. found the case where they had to choose between the autop doing the autopsy or doing the organ transplant. That one was mm-hmm. really emotional and intense yeah. and in in all the good good ways, right? Because yeah, yeah. I feel like they put that other um, prosecutor on the under extreme pressure and she ends up showing extreme empathy toward Mm. the parent who lost their son the parent who like had their son murdered she was like Mm -hmm. you know i think that they should do the autopsy because if i look at it from the ta's parents perspective like i would want my child like i'd want justice for my child right and it was i think that kind of thing should have been explored a little more like maybe some of these stories should have had that like angle where someone else has to make the decision yes or no Mm -hmm. to do xyz because Mm -hmm. it seemed like that was more meaningful than jaechan making the call you know what i'm saying right right Mm -hmm. because her son was like supposed to get the transplant he didn't get the transplant all this stuff it ends up being like not an issue because they do (laughs) both at the same time the transplant and the autopsy and i was like okay that Mm -hmm. was a little bit of a letdown because like you want it to be one or the other but they end up doing both so i'm like okay there was a lot of that right. in the show where it's like, oh, we have this like dilemma, uh, and then like they choose a very obvious yeah. like alternative that's like, yeah, it ends up falling everyone- flat. Yeah, like everyone gets yeah. a win-win throughout the show. Yeah, it was the beginning mm-hmm. of her love story though. The um, the other prosecutor and the other prosecutor's love story. They had the better the love. They had the way better love story. Yeah, they really? were super cute. They had they the best cute. love story. Yeah, they start dating <laughs> in the office and stuff, and yeah. like. You know, he's very supportive of her mm-hmm. when she's going through all that stuff with her child. Right. In a medical emergency, you know, like this is serious stuff. And he's very he's there for her and he keeps her secret yeah. and he's advocating for her. So yeah. it's way better of a story for them to get together than for mm-hmm. our main couple to catch oh, feelings yeah. and get together. Yeah. Wait, so so quick note about the um the prosecutors that got together on the side. <laughs> that scene when they were in the elevator was really funny because, like, she was, like, really sad about, like, what's going on with her son. And he was just like, yeah, like, don't worry. Like, I won't say a word. Like, I'm really tight-lipped. And he was like, if I wasn't tight-lipped, I wouldn't tell you that Prosecutor Shin is a Buddhist and Prosecutor so-and-so gets fillers. <laughs> I was like, what? He started spilling some cheese there and she got he distracted and was, like, very excited about this, like, in Spanish, it's cheese, man. So that's why I say cheese. Yeah, no, he started spilling the tea in there in the elevator. Yes. She was like, what? She was like, what? <laughs> yeah. It that took her really mind off to of it. Yeah, yes. it broke her, her, you know. She was so fixated on the transplant and her son and stuff. And he was like, um, did you know that so-and-so gets fillers? And she was like, I beg your pardon? <laughs> funny yeah it was okay i want to go back to jechan because i'm sorry jung Han's character 
because yeah. his big secret. I'm looking around to make sure no one's looking. No one hears this. It's a big secret. He's colorblind. Blown, blown, blown. Y'all, that was the most. I was waiting for something else. I was like, something else is coming. Right. Same. Like, I could not wait to hear you guys' thoughts on that. Because I was like, is this is the big secret that his friend was going to reveal to the world? That he was colorblind? His friend was being tried for murder. And he was like, I'm going to tell your secret. And I was like, all right, bet. Let's hope this secret's juicy. Sweetie. He just can't see red and green, okay? Like, it was not that serious. He was colorblind, and that meant he couldn't be a police officer, which I get that. He was going to lose his career over it. But at the same time, like, in the context of this whole show, like, we have murderers. You have the fucking serial killer in the final episode. Like, what? He's colorblind, and that's the thing. (laughs) That's the thing. That's the thing that's going to bust this whole case wide open. Like, what? I was like, what is this? I was so confused. It was so weak. It was so weak. And my sister was like, because she saw the last two episodes, she was like, so I guess it follows that principle, right, that you always talk about. And I was like, yeah, it's Chekhov's gun. If you introduce a concept Mm. or, you know, in this case, Chekhov's gun, if you have a gun in the scene, by the end Mm -hmm. of the scene, you have to shoot the gun. So in this case, they had the colorblindness. And at the end, the colorblindness comes into play. Right. He, again... Like I said, it ends up being a win-win. He reveals that he's colorblind on the stand. He does not yeah. lie and perjure himself and loses his entire career and still the mm. case is won. It's not yeah. a big deal in the grand scheme of things. And I was like, again, there it is. This writing that's like, oh, it's got to be one or the other, A or B. And then they're like, how about H? Like, they're just like, <laughs> let's choose something else. Like, And it's not a big deal. Yeah. yeah. I'm so frustrated. No, that was wild. I'm I was so like, frustrated with that. Yeah, it was weird. And also, like, I I get that um, it ended up kind of coming back around with, like, being able to identify the umbrella and everything. But that could have been entirely left out. I don't under Like, that was not. <laughs> I was like, did he kill someone when he was, like, a teenager? Like, what did he do? Like, I wanted it to be. Like... <laughs> yes. I wanted it to be salacious. I wanted gossip. I wanted right. tea. I got water. Yeah. Like he's colorblind, like, no. and I'm like, you're like, you're literally being accused of murdering somebody, and you're like, well, I'm gonna tell everyone that you're colorblind. Oh, well, like, yeah. what does how do how does that make any sense? Oh, dramatic music, like, well, I'm gonna tell everyone your secret, and then to find out that secret is being colorblind, I was like, that is actually ridiculous. <laughs> it was like, you know, you could have chosen twenty other things that would have been better than colorblindness because it was it was like equivalent of like, oh man, like I'm gonna take you down with me. I'm gonna tell people that you had braces like what <laughs> like of all things i had orthodontics like no it was that like out of left field it didn't make sense <laughs> oh man man oh man <laughs> it's so stupid like literally that's what you thought like pakerion get it together girl like you had yeah. a better she had a better time in startup better time in dream high than she did with this this side plot of him being yeah, colorblind yes. oh my god Ugh. all of the twists th- in the show they didn't land well with me so this was one mm-hmm. of them i was like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. like the big reveals kind of like that was kind of the trend like 
for me as well, just kind of like it ends up falling flat and you're just like, that's it? Like, (laughs) 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 literally, (laughs) literally just. Just so disappointing. Like, anyway, Investigator Choi ends up being the cop that they saved from drowning back in the day. Of course. Of course. (laughs) Like it had to be be somebody that we had seen before. Right. Oh, that's true. Yeah. How did they not recognize him, though? I don't, I I just didn't get that. How did they not recognize him? (laughs) I just don't understand. I don't know. I was just blown by this. In his 30s? He was yeah, what, like in that his man 30s? was thirty years old, and when I when they understand. saved him from committing suicide, and then it's been, I don't know what, fifteen twenty years. You're telling me yeah. they can't ID this guy? Yeah, oh. I don't know. I was so blown when that when it was revealed, like he saved them from that burning trailer, tobacco thing. And I was just like, <laughs> why? It could have been it, somebody else, like not him. Come on. Um, but yeah. You know, you know what? For me, like, I actually really wasn't. I wasn't mad at that. Like, I was just like, okay, like that's cool. Like, I actually didn't have a problem with it being him. I had a problem with what happened later. We'll talk about it that later. What happened? Okay, but, go for it. Go for it. Oh, uh, go for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I think. I'm not gonna lie I like a massive eye roll when he got hit by the car bro massive eye roll Um, it was very reminiscent of why her so that's why I was like oh this makes a lot of sense with like this this, the directors and the writers yeah because something similar happened in why her you know you know just kind of like yeah Mm -hmm. just kind of like why like this is so like I just seem like kind of like the easy way out very cliche very just yeah I was so disappointed that that's the choice that they took. And I was like, of course he got hit by a car. So they and were like- able So they were able to save tons of people throughout the show. And each other, like, exactly. countless times. They can't save Investigator Choi. Nope. They can't save this man. Nope. That's because no one was dreaming about him. I, I, yep. Evidently, you can only say someone was right. dreaming about no one- him. Yep. Nobody yep. was dreaming about Choi. He died. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm so sad because they, and it was Ubum as well. Like attorney Ubum again, like goes on a rampage right. and runs him down in the street. I don't know why he I did that like, though. I guess maybe he was already like, what? well, I'm going to jail anyway. I don't know. But why would he, he add to yeah, his sentence? Like exactly. He was he so was like, um, uh, what's the word? He was so intelligent about like what to do and what not to do throughout the entire right. show. He was not trying to incriminate himself. Right. Even during the last bit of his trial, he was like, you know, I'm I'm innocent. I didn't do this, whatever, maintaining right. his innocence. And it wasn't yeah. until like his CEO or his boss, who again, we'd never seen before, was like, right. you know, uh, Fulano's going to be here next time. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to be your attorney. Yep. And he found that so offensive and like, maddening i guess that he just like went off the rails when investigator Troy was like don't run just admit your guilt and like deal with it like you can probably get a lighter sentence if you just admit to what you did and uh, again that was apparently so awful that he run like runs him over with his vehicle in my mind it was just the writer trying to come full circle because in the first episode, you have that dream where he runs Jung Hin over mm-hmm, in the street, the mm-hmm. hit and run. 
So they were like, okay, well, he has to actually fulfill the destiny somehow. So then they he runs over Investigator Choi instead. Mm. Oh, wow. Jess, you a genius girl. You I really are. Did I crack their genius? Yeah, that, that might have been their logic as to why they did that. But it was a mm-hmm. horrible choice. Horrible like, choice. Like, that and was then, terrible. The same thing happens to, um, what's her face? Susie. So Susie's character ends up in a coma in the first episode. Yeah. By the last mm. episode, she's getting through a coma as well, which seemingly wasn't even that bad of a deal for her health wise because she comes out of the coma, remembers everything about the attempted murder, the yep. color of the umbrellas. She's walking around, doesn't need assistance, no brain damage to speak of. She's fine. Wow, Jess. You're We're both in, just in shock. <laughs> you, I did you figured not. it out. You figured it out. <laughs> wow, Jess. Wow. Ooh, I don't know. I don't have nothing to say. I didn't mean to blow anybody's mind, but that I, I didn't no. like that they still stuck with the original, like, destiny, like, the original fate yeah. that they had. Yeah. Like, he has to kill somebody by running them over with the car, and, like, she has right. to be in a comatose and all this stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> just doesn't make sense. Just did, you didn't need it. Ugh. You didn't need it. It wasn't necessary. Or because also, ultimately, like, it also sells the idea that, like, they, all, they could not fix the fate you know that's right 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 it kind of yeah it kind of makes me think about like you know how like time travel movies or like even like avengers and stuff and they're just like well if we change stuff here it's gonna change stuff there it's gonna mess everything up so i was wondering if like all the any of the things that they changed would come back around so Mm -hmm. girl you you cracked the code you figured it out because i didn't yeah i didn't even think about that but oriel that was a good point what you made about like why um oh my goodness I'm going to call him Sang Yab. I don't remember. Yubom, sorry. Ubom, <laughs> he hit, hey, um, Yes. He hit um, um, Investigator Choi, like, because I was just kind of like, why? Like, it's like, logically speaking, like, why? Because you're already in trouble. Like, you're already going down. So it's just like, well, you're going down with me. Or is it just like him just trying to, like, just seek revenge or be like, you blew up my spot. Like, you exposed everything. Like, I don't, it just he didn't, didn't make even- sense logically. He didn't even seem that upset, like, after he parted ways with Choi. He was mm-hmm. just like, ugh, and, like, stalked off to his car, and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> It's like, ugh. Yeah. Okay, conversation over. We're done. Like, he's going to jail or whatever. No, he comes flying through with the car, like, ugh, like, and then he doesn't even, like, actually commit the hit and run. Like, he doesn't run. He sticks around. They catch him. He just sticks there. He's yeah. like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't go very far. Ooh. Oh goodness gracious! The show. Here's, a, here's another qualm that I have. In the last couple of episodes, they introduced the serial killer. I knew immediately that it was a female serial killer. There was mm. no doubt in my mind that it was a female. I don't know why, but I was wow. like, it's a it's a lady. They're looking for the wrong person. Whatever. They have the wrong mo. And mm. sure enough, it's a lady. And the reason why she started being a serial killer and killing off the people in the in the hospital ward was because she was basically jealous of them for getting better while she was, you know, getting through her illness and wasn't getting better and all this stuff. What was her illness? This is this really, really <laughs> irked me. Oh, my goodness. Her illness was Crohn's disease. It's not funny, but... Yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely a facepalm moment. I was like (laughs) Crohn's disease. That you can live with that. I know somebody with Crohn's disease. Of course, they avoid certain things. Of course, it's painful for them sometimes, and they get that they have like lapses. But 
as far as like, should there be open lesions all over their body and face? Like, why else? No. What the hell was that? What was that? (laughs) They like got the symptoms of Crohn's disease all wrong. All wrong. I was like, you can look this up. Like, it should be. She was like, oh, they took a part of my intestines. And I was like, okay, I can understand that. Like, that's. Yeah. Falls in line with Crohn's disease. But then she was like, couldn't move. Like, she was laid up in bed with all of these like facial lesions and stuff all over her body like why are we having open sores if she had any sores that would be on the inside of her mouth like it was like (laughs) right like they didn't even do like the basic like due diligence to look up this disease and like figure out what would make sense i wish it was like something more drastic like cancer you know, mm-hmm. in that respect, like maybe they were yeah. like, it can't be cancer. Everyone does cancer and K drama. Yeah. Let's do something right. else. <laughs> right. And they chose Crohn's, Crohn's disease. Disease. Yeah. It was bizarre. Like it was that was another anticlimactic moment. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like to just to find out that it's this lady that was bitter that she was sick and other people in her room were getting better. And, and no then, one thought like, to suspect her when all right. the other people in the ward died. Yeah, it was. It was just weird. It was just like, okay, like, that's why she did it. But then, like, I also don't really like how they um, molded the story, like, around it. Because, like, the random guy that, like, stole cell phones and, like, him having a daughter, like, that passed away 10 years before. I was like, this was not necessary. Like, why? And that being the lead up to, like, the lady, it was just kind of like, what? what is this? <laughs> keep going. Keep going. There's more. I know there's more. <laughs> Oh my guy's God. son and stuff. I didn't like when he was switching umbrellas with people. Then oh, yeah. all of the stuff with the son and then the guy who like was falsely accused and stuff too. Just build upon everything you said, um, Nez. Just yeah, all of that whole thing. It's a mess. Lazy. It's lazy. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and then investigator Choi said that Yubum had the same birthday as his brother, his younger brother that like died. <laughs> Oriel's face. Sorry, like, every single thing is like it's just like what the heck? No, honestly, nothing was making sense towards the end. Because <laughs> I, mean, I thought the investigator I was crazy. Dies, like oh, it was. I thought I was too crazy many coincidences over and over and over again and okay dramas are built on coincidences i get it mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. this was too much yeah. it was and there's a yeah. way to do it well like we've all seen dramas that like kind of mm-hmm. have this kind of similar thing going on like there might be a mystery there might be a crime whatever mm-hmm. childhood connection whatever mm-hmm. but like it can be done well and it can be done in an intentional way and not just a whole bunch of randomness and mm-hmm. just like lazy coincidences. Like we've seen it done well to so to kind of see how they kind of constructed the story. It was just kind of like, yeah, this is not this is not up to par. <laughs> I would say if you want to watch something that's like a fantasy story that has some mm-hmm. sort of like time element or, you know, trying to fix events that are not so good from happening and that sort of thing. I would go with either Signal, which is a police procedural okay excellent drama definitely recommend that's on my list or if you want yes watch it or if you want to go more romance you could go with tomorrow with you which starts on my list too yes i know what's the guy's name again i love him the guy that was on 
I love him so much. I loved him from Moon to Heaven. I was like, yes. I love you. He's beautiful. He's such a good actor. Stunning. Such a good actor. Great actor. Highly recommend. No one talks about Tomorrow with you. It's so good. So yeah, those I two, I would definitely recommend for if you, if this, because we've really shat on this show. <laughs> I so don't want to recommend love it. it. It's, they love, love it. it. Yes. I know. Okay, what were some good things about this drama? I know we're coming to an end. We're kind of wrapping yes. it up. But, like, what were some good know. things about this drama that you liked? Well, I kind of, I know I, I'm, like, you know, on the other side. But I like the romance. Like, one of my favorite scenes was, like, um, after the whole stabbing thing. And they both met at, like, the little pond park area. And she was crying. Mm-hmm. And then he gave her his tie. And he, she was mm-hmm. wiping her tie with That's with her, her yeah. tears. I was like, y'all are really cute. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe in another drama with a different, like, writing team and stuff. Them yeah. two try it again. I felt like they were really cute um, mm-hmm. when they were together. And just for me. I thought they were cute. I don't know. Yeah. I, I agree. I think they had a lot of cute moments, like mm-hmm. really cute moments, um, like the tie, like the crying, the diamond yeah. tears, the tie, um, like the kiss in the rain, and just like their mm-hmm. which didn't actually happen, right? Oh, no, not not the but rain the, kiss. I'm but sorry. The, the cherry blossom kiss, which never happened. It was right. Just that didn't in a happen. Yeah, but the rain kiss happened. Yeah. Yes. 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 So the like they that, they definitely had some cute moments, but. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can talk about their chemistry like a little bit after this, but because I do have some issues. Okay, but no, like I, I think they did have some really sweet well. moments. Yes, yeah. I'll name a sweet moment, and then we can talk about their chemistry. So, okay, um, I liked that he watches over her on her way to work, and yes. he's like, "Oh, I'll take you to work," and all this stuff, and he leads her across the street when she's really scared to return to her job because, of course, yeah. she saw her demise and she was wearing the SBS like uniform or whatever, and she mm-hmm. was like, "I can't go back to work otherwise." I will eventually die on the job. And, you know, she was very scared. And he leads her across the street and sincerely says that, like, yeah, I'll take you to work every day if that makes you feel at peace. And, yeah, you can whine to me about protecting you if you want. And, you know, he lets her hug him. And it's just he's catching more feelings toward that point. And it felt like that moment was very important for them. So I like that um, a lot. Okay. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. I just have yes. like one more sweet moment. I love whenever they did like kind of like the juxtaposition between when they were kids and when they were adults. So okay. like yeah. the scene when um they were at the funeral hall for Inspector Choi's um funeral. Yeah, they kept cutting back and, and forth. Um, yeah, that was that 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 got me a little choked up. I'm not gonna lie. I was Aww. a little choked up from that scene. Yeah. Um and also like the scene that they had when um after Jay Chan got shot and um mm. like he was she was like at his bedside and they kind of like did the same thing, like kind of like a little flashback when they were yeah. kids and kind of like the chat the ch- the child version of them. And it was that was really, really sweet. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the funeral part I did get a little choked up a little bit at the end. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was that was sweet. Um, oh, sorry, one more thing. This other sweet moment, but this is Han Wutak and yeah. his son Bay. That I I almost Wait, when they're saying goodbye at the scene. end. Yeah, I almost, <laughs> I almost cried in that scene. Yeah, like that that I was literally like going like this. Like yes. I was like, oh wow. <laughs> I agree. That was very emotional because he's saying goodbye. <laughs> to his longtime partner and the partner like kept the secret he knew he was colorblind the whole time was like helping him out and like like he just says like very poetic things like his because he refers to the emblem 
of the pol- yes. like the police uh badge or whatever and he's like this mm-hmm. felt so heavy on me but i like did it you know anyway and i you know wanted to be a good you know police officer or whatever and it's just like yeah, now he's like then cry I can, for now real I can take it off now and like oh. <laughs> you know that was the one scene in the whole show that i was like you got I was me like, this is you good. Got and me. you know what i think it that if, if jung Hain cries i cry yeah like he's a period. good crier he's a good like you're like oh my god he's about to fall over like he's just so overcome and i believe him like every yeah. time he's like crying or wailing or whatever and yeah, yeah that goodbye with him and his partner i was like bromance is alive like this is beautiful like it's more it's so emotional sweet. than like anything else that happened in these yeah you know, that was couple, the most moving part of the entire show for me i was like yep this is this is it i was like legit like not okay yeah yeah it was good it was good (laughs) okay chemistry between the leads rapid fire let's go what do you guys think i do now i'm thinking back i do agree with you guys because i was thinking like (laughs) in the beginning she was really clingy and then she stopped being clingy and the next episode he was in love with her and i was like yeah you but you were mad at her for being clingy then you became clingy how did you fall in love with her was it the dreams was it because her mother told you to go with her like what happened yes yes like there was yes exactly I don't know what to say, but it was like, just yes. Like there was no, where did it come from? Like, why was he suddenly not annoyed with her being clingy and yeah. like assuming that they were in a relationship and that he liked her and all this stuff? Like, no, she was Delulu for like five yeah. episodes. And then he was like, boom, yeah. I like you. Mm-hmm. For what? Why? <laughs> uh, and that's my pet peeve with shows when I can't figure out why the leads like each other. It's like, yeah. why do you like them? Why do you like and each you other? You can't. Yeah. No reason. Uh, no reason at all. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. For me, um, it was it was something I was thinking about throughout the whole show because I was like, something's off, and I don't know what 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 it is, but something's off about this. I just mm. and like I said before, like they did have a lot of sweet moments. Like I, I like the way that like the sweet moments were written and everything, but like it just wasn't it wasn't consistent for me. It was like very up and down. Like I wasn't getting that 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 sizzle like mm-hmm. i wasn't getting like the fuzzies like yeah and yeah. i really wanted to because i felt like on paper like they look great together like right you know they're both very talented of course but it just wasn't i wasn't feeling it mm-hmm. um and honestly like i feel like hongju and wutak had more chemistry like yes i felt the chemistry between them even if it was like even though it was just friend the chemistry or whatever yeah. or he liked her or whatever unrequited but i felt like more chemistry between them yeah. um mm. but i was not feeling the romantic chemistry like between Hongju and Jae-chan like at all like it was, it, sometimes I feel like, like but for the most part it was like not really and like they had big great chemistry as like friends that the, when the three of them were together it was like the uh-huh. cutest thing but like yeah. the two of them I was just like something about this just feels forced it feels unnatural yeah. like I don't know like there was something about it that was just off yeah and that mm-hmm. sucks because their kisses were so good right like it was like good quality kissing I guess they were and still like the chemistry wasn't there and I would say that why, why are you guys laughing already? <laughs> the good quality kissing. I've never heard yeah. that before. I've never yeah. heard that. <laughs> So everyone makes fun of like the fish eye kisses or like the fish uh, lip kisses, tie lip kisses yeah. in the pajamas. But like right, they didn't yeah. have none of that. So I was like, right. okay, high quality kisses. So right. Right. here's my thing is that we've... St- <laughs> 
I'm gonna trademark that high quality kiss. You should. <laughs> you should though. Make it your thing. You should. Yeah, no, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> but we've seen uh, Jung Hin, Jung Hin, Lee Jung Suk with other female leads, and yeah. he's had great chemistry with them. Like, let's look at W for instance. I, I don't know if you guys have seen that one, but like he has great yeah. chemistry with Han Hyo Joo in that one. Right. And right. it's kind of their chemistry that drives the whole show because it goes off the rails plot wise. But them two together are <laughs> like invested yes. in them. Yes. <laughs> Shit, Ori's like, yes. 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 Goes nuts. I have, have a, a side conversation about that. I have a question for y'all though. And maybe y'all can explain to me. Do y'all okay. think that maybe he started to like her because plot twist at the end, he was suspecting who she was from the ball cap. So he was drawn to her maybe from that. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe. So, maybe he started to put things together. Yeah. But... He had an inkling for sure. They made it seem like he was like, oh, I thought I was a boy when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and then- <laughs> <laughs> he like sidles up to her at the bus stop. <laughs> Again, like it does it doesn't quite like there's something missing here, like connective tissue yeah. that we're missing between like, hey, I thought that kid that saved my life as a kid was a boy. <laughs> like, where's the rest of your thought? Like, okay, I'm just gonna like go to work with her on the bus. Like Yep. Yep. Oh my god. You know? You know, I, 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 the way I took it was I, I thought he just, I thought she just wore him down. Yeah, you could say that as well. Like, that's the only kind of plausible explanation that I have come to as well is that she kind of just like between the dreams being unrelenting and him like constantly mm-hmm. being like bombarded with them right, and right. having to save her multiple times mm-hmm. and her just being, I guess, endearing like this behavior, I guess it should be seen as endearing. He was right. like, okay, I kind of like you. Back. Right. It's like, okay, we'll see how this goes. Like, here, she, she's showing up to your coffee shop and getting you coffee and waiting for you and, like, just showing up wherever you are. You're like, okay, whatever. I'll, let's see where this takes us. <laughs> the one thing that I didn't, this is the last thing I'll say, actually, is um, he kind of, when he gets shot, he has this, like, extended voiceover where he's like, I wanted to say this thing to you, blah, blah, blah. I wanted to tell yeah. you. And finally, he says that he wanted to tell her that he was sorry because when she confronted him on like his commute to work one time, he said he didn't believe her, even though he had already experienced these dreams and knew that she was telling the truth. He still told her he didn't believe her and that she should feel guilty, as a matter of fact, because if she's been having these dreams that come true and people are in danger, then she should feel responsible for trying to change their fate and trying to save these people. So the blood is on her hands is what he was saying earlier in the show. And then during the voiceover, he's like, you know, dying. He's flatlined, all this stuff. He's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. I should have just taken the umbrella that you handed me and said, okay, like I believe you and I will accept, you know, this umbrella because it's going to rain or whatever, even though the forecast says no rain. Yeah. Um, I liked that. And he doesn't, quite say this to her i mean yes later on when he like comes to and he's like there's that joke of like him and the chief prosecutor like he's like got his hands all over him and he's like i'm sorry i knew that oh, yeah. so he's like it's like as a joke later and she does show up and they kind of just he doesn't say necessarily that all this stuff that happened in the voiceover mm-hmm. he just says you know i 
I recognized you. Why didn't you say that you recognized me? All this stuff. Like, yeah. and goes straight to their past with the suicidal cop right. and their dad's right. dying on the same day and all this stuff. Their right. shared trauma. Right. But he doesn't reference like this very important like I feel like that's very important for him to say like yeah I'm sorry I believe you and like I shouldn't have kind of made you become a superhero like try and stop these things from happening because mm-hmm. you know it's not your response it's not your responsibility necessarily to try and like block all these bad things from happening but yeah. then they also like he negates that by like become like yes he tries to stop all these bad things from happening yep so yeah, yeah. They still like fall into the trappings of like trying to like out outmaneuver the dreams and the future. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I wish that was revisited because that was like one of my favorite scenes until you find out that it was his chief prosecutor he was caressing. But I was like, are we going to like go back to that? Are you going to talk to her about that? Yeah. Like, okay, no. All right. It's kind (laughs) of messy. It's it's kind of messy because she's like, I don't. What do you mean? And she doesn't wear the ring and all this stuff. Yeah. And she's like, they don't go back to, yeah. yes, she was there. And yes, it was real. He wasn't like hallucinating after the surgery. Right. See, Lots y'all, of I, I, still, I still thought he was hallucinating until we just talked it out. I was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but honestly, like, that's valid, though, because like it got like, that's one of my qualms, too, because like, things got confusing a lot of the time. Mm. And you're just kind of like. I don't even know what's real. It's like Inception. Like, it's like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's a dream. I don't know what mm-hmm. happened. And like, it's, it, it kind of kind of became a lot to kind of keep track of. So like, mm-hmm. I could understand that because that scene was kind of confusing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have come to the end of my notes because I feel like if we, <laughs> we'll just continue bashing this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh man. It's just so much. Oh, last thing I'll say. Um, let me see if I can find it. The chicken guy who purposely killed his brother for the insurance money. That was Kang Kyung from Attorney Woo, who is oh. now like a big heartthrob now. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. That is I him. Because was... I've been seeing his pictures around. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's like a villain. He's one of these uh, uh, killers that he's yeah. prosecuting. And he like killed like hundreds of cats or something in the neighborhood. Yeah, like he was like was running. So nuts. weird. <laughs> it was weird. Did you like him as like playing a, a, not a villain, but I guess yeah, like a villain character versus he's usually like a sidekick character, someone who's not necessarily good, not necessarily bad. Like, and in Attorney Wu, he's very sympathetic, and people seem to really rally behind him. But in this, yeah. when he played like a baby serial killer, he was killing off siblings for insurance money. So two different people to <laughs> me because in um attorney Wu, i was like he's so charismatic like blah 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 and then yeah, yeah. and here i don't even uh, yeah it was it could be two <laughs> different people to me honestly yeah uh, yeah yeah i think he was re- unrecognizable a little bit yeah oh man okay i got a lot of off my chest i feel like this was a venting session um <laughs> i hope you guys felt the same way yes uh, and that you don't Hello. regret watching this show. I don't regret watching it. It was just mm-hmm. not this yeah. excellent drama that I was led to believe. 
you know right totally agree i would agree with that statement for sure it's not terrible i don't regret watching it i I wouldn't like tell people not to watch it i just i was expect i had high expectations like it seems like one of those like staple dramas that people you know like they say it's their favorite and like it has to be rated so high yeah it's like it's gonna be amazing so then i watch it i was like okay why why so sorry oriel because the whole time we've been watching the show like I'll like follow up with Oriel. I'll be like, okay, like, well, how what episode are you on? Like, how do you feel with the show? And then she's just like, um, it's okay. And I was just like, what's what what's wrong with it? Like, what's the problem? Because at this point, I still like liked it. Like maybe yeah. like five episodes in, and she's just just like, I don't know. Like you'll just you'll like let's talk after you're done with it. And then once I finished the show, I was like, I understand why she was just very whole hum about it yeah. because it's it's kind yeah. of all over the place. But it kind of like. This is really how I felt about why her as well, because like there's really good aspects to it, but there's also just like also what is going on here. So it's just what like I liked it, but I didn't like it. And it's like mm. a very conflicted feeling that I had with that show as well. So, Trust. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I do want to look more into those threads of why people liked it because I didn't really look into that. So I'm going to do that because oh, yeah. y'all, y'all yeah, message I need to look us and let her know. <laughs> yes. Message us <laughs> at yeah. ATC Debug Pod on all the socials like tell us what exactly we're missing from the show yes yeah. please we watched all 16 hours and i'm like where's the why are people like up <laughs> <laughs> i missed something here because i'm not seeing it right and i feel so bad the first couple of episodes excellent really They're good really episodes good. yeah yeah uh-huh yeah. <laughs> no I can't, I can't in good conscience like recommend the show anyway <laughs> um Naz and Ori thank you guys so much for coming this was like a family reunion um yeah, yes, I love talking to you guys us. yes thank you for coming on making the time mm. watching the show I know it's really difficult to watch shows outside of like your own like personal watch list or your own podcast list like you're just like oh one more thing so I really appreciate you guys taking the time to do this and to talk we've gone on for almost two hours I feel so bad but thank you <laughs> where can we find you guys online yes i do i do want to echo and say thank you just for having us hopefully we'll do this again three peak okay um (laughs) but you can find us on instagram and youtube at soul sisters pod and yeah we love being here thanks so much girl yes thank you so much jess we're so honored like this was so much fun so thank you so much for asking us to be on Oh, this was so much fun. I'm sorry that we had a show that we ended up bashing, but that, that's just how the way, cookie, know, feel bad. Just how the cookie crumbles. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's been our show. I'm Jessica, and this has been the ATC Presents Debak K Ramblos podcast. I'm trying to hold back. You ought to know that you're the one that's on my mind. Falling too fast, deeply in love, finding the magic in the colors of you. Baby, I'm falling oh, deeper in